Securities and investment advisory service offered through NFP Securities, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Financial Solutions for Business is a member of Partners Financial, an affiliate of NFP Securities, Incorporated. Financial Solutions for Business and NFP Securities are not affiliated. Welcome to the Ultimate Business Owner Radio Show with Steve Beatty. Steve is the founder of Financial Solutions for Business, the author of the Ultimate Business Owner Plan, and certified exit planning advisor. He uses his 25 years of working with successful business owners and interviews with top advisors and successful business owners to help baby boomer business owners create the business and the life they have always dreamed of. Now, here's Steve. Well, thank you, Spike. Welcome back to the Ultimate Business Owner Radio Show. Uh, we're welcoming uh, now Scott Bullock. Scott is, is one of the partners of SPB Capital Partners. Uh, he's the CFO and founding partner. Uh, he's a former CPA. I think he still maintains that, although he doesn't practice. And he's going to talk about the role of private equity firms in exit transactions. He's also a, a certified exit planner himself. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Steve. Uh, hey, that's a pleasure. I'm glad. I'm really, really uh, looking forward to, to talking about uh, private equity and and what you're up to. So I, I shared a little bit of your background, but but talk to our listeners about about your background and, and what brings you to where you're at today. Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I started my career as a as a certified public accountant. Uh, at, at a, one of the, at the time, one of the big six firms, they very quickly morphed into the uh, final four. But, uh, in, in my roles at, uh, in, in two different, uh, big CPA firms, I was, I got very involved on the transactional side of, of business. I got involved in distressed businesses. I got involved in, um, in capital raise. But the most enjoyable aspect of what I did was helping business owners uh, recapitalize their business, perform due diligence for for transactions, whether it was a buy-side transaction or a sell-side transaction, and uh, ultimately concluded that I needed to, to spend more time doing that and less time working on, uh, on tax returns and financial statements and made the, made the final jump. Uh, about uh, right at ten years ago, into the uh, into the private equity world. So any uh, and any regrets? Oh no, oh no. I mean, it's uh, the my maybe maybe you know, one uh, one word of caution though to anybody that thinks that it's an easy transition. Uh, at least busy season is predictable. That is one <laughs> that is one thing about being a CPA. When you're outside of CPA and you're doing transactions, uh, it's it, it's not quite as predictable. You never know what any day is gonna gonna hold for you, huh? No, no. Well, and, and when you get into the throes of a transaction, uh, particularly when you're a buy side uh, transaction, which is what is you know that's what that's what private equity is. You know, private equity is uh, it's a it's I mean, for for the investment world, private equity is an investment strategy. But for for us private equity professionals, it's a source of capital to do either well any of three things: buyouts, or provide some some debt, or it's venture capital. That's what a lot of people think of when they think of private equity. And so, when you're on the private equity side and you're particularly in the role of what I do where we're we're 
investment side. We're taking this capital that has been entrusted to us. We're trying to put it to work. And, and because we don't know the business owner's business as well as they know their business, uh, there's a, there's a lot of pressure to make sure that we are very thorough in our diligence and that we get up to speed pretty quickly. And so consequently, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the balancing of our time can sometimes get a, a little bit out of kilter and we, uh, we, we, uh, it's just not very predictable. So I hope that we can do that. I think using this time to demystify uh, private equity for our listeners who are, are, are sellers for the most part, I think is, is going to be, be really interesting. But talk just for a minute about your firm and, and I guess your ideal your ideal targets, your ideal acquisition or, or uh, uh, targets to partner with. Who, who are you really looking for? Sure. So SPV Partners, we're a private equity firm. Uh, we were formed 10 years ago right here in Las Vegas. We have a second office in Southern California, uh, right in Santa Monica. And so our, our typical target is a business, uh, a business or, you know, business owner that, uh, that has, that has somewhere between one and 10 million of, of earnings. And so, uh, and what, what we typically do is we are typically trying to uh, to customize a structure where we could invest into a control position. Typically, it is a business owner that is either trying to just take some chips off the table so that he can diversify his, uh, diversify his wealth, or in, in some cases, it is a, uh, a business owner that is just ready to retire. Um, in a in a smaller percentage of our transactions, it's uh, it's just it could be growth capital. So maybe the business owner isn't ready to sell down, but the business is growing, and in that case, we would uh, we can provide capital in that situation as well. That's 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 great. So, um, any particular industries that you? Had? Preferred. No, we're kind of industry agnostic. Uh, we've been, we've touched a lot of different industries. We've touched uh, the gaming industry, the hospitality industry. We've touched um, uh, uh, real estate uh, in a pretty, pretty big way. We, uh, our most recent uh, venture has, is in family entertainment. We developed a, a. Uh, a $50 million water park here in Las Vegas. And so that, that one was a little bit outside of the box, but, uh, so there's, there really are a, quite a few industries that we've touched. Uh, the waste industry, we're, we're in the waste industry, uh, multifamily, charged off credit, credit space. Uh, I think that I've got some of the, some of the main ones that we've been in most recently. That's 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 a broad uh, array to say the least, Scott. Um, that's uh, uh, got to be very interesting. So let's let's peel back the onion a little bit. So you talked about your target audience are businesses that do one to ten millions of earnings as opposed to revenue, correct? That's right. All yeah, right. And so so and so often that I mean if a if a business has has earnings of 
of, of one to 10 million, that often translates into revenue of 10 to 100 million. And so, and, and, you know, I know we get, we get, we get requested to look at transactions that are both larger and smaller. It seems like that we look at, that we get requested to look at a lot more smaller deals. The challenge for us in a small deal is that it just, the fact of the matter is it takes just as much work to do a small deal as it does to, to, to work on a larger deal. And, um, and then also, a number of these these smaller businesses that are sub one million, they've still got a they've still got a fair amount of, of work that uh, that needs to be done, and they, they really need to be coached through a little bit more growth, get a little bit closer to best in class as far as performance goes, and then you're you're you'll be a little bit more tuned up for a private equity transaction. Yeah, that's where I was going to say. Uh, I, I'm not sure that the uh, smaller deals are as much work for you. I, I, I would probably submit that they're more work than, than than a larger deal because they often don't have the financial records or they don't have the infrastructure. Or like you said, the uh, uh, they need some coaching to 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 get to to where they really need to be. True. That is true. That is yeah. true. And 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 you know, so many of these business owners, they 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 really are solid. Managers, they're good at what they do. They're good at their product, but when it get, when it comes down to uh, some of the the operational intricacies, or it comes down to their particularly their financial management, uh, we we often see these these business owners that are just great entrepreneurs, great relationship, um, and great in their industry, very highly regarded. But then you take a look at their books and you find out that their that their you know cousin or their aunt is their bookkeeper and that bookkeeper really doesn't have uh, have any any uh, real training other than maybe a uh, an online QuickBooks class and uh, when we start you know trying to dive into the financial metrics which which we have to have in order to underwrite a deal and we start seeing some some pretty big holes yeah so 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 you touched on it but let's let's uh be a little bit more uh foundational if 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 you will so uh, now i've got a business that does 1 to 10 million of earnings and yep. someone tells me uh boy you ought to explore private equity from your perspective, why would why would I want to explore private equity? What what would be the reasons why I would want to even even approach you to say you know I'd like you to consider uh, taking a look at my business? Well, so so from a business owner's perspective, the reasons why they would why they would like to do that is is take some chips off the table, and and. Uh, um, be able to get access to additional experts in maybe in their in their industry. Uh, they can they can maintain some business continuity and probably some some management continuity. And private equity firms are pretty flexible as far as deal structures go. What are some common deal structures that that your firm or, or, or private equity in general will do with, with a, a hypothetical one to ten million business owner yeah so i mean you know if we just we just kind of start you know 
just at, at a fairly high level. First thing we're, we're going to do is we're going to try to we're going to try to put a valuation on the enterprise, and let's assume that that valuation is about five x. So if the business, let's assume this is a low, uh, kind of on the low end of the of that range. If it's a if it's a one million dollar business, and if the business is worth five million, uh, we would we would likely be looking to uh, uh, typically a control position. So at least a fifty percent, or at least a fifty one percent transaction. I'd say more typically we'd be looking at, at a uh, 70 to 80 percent transaction. We actually like the seller or that that family that is taking some taking some chips off the table to stay in the deal for a second bite at the apple. And uh, but you know if that family is taking 80 percent, we can typically or very very often we can typically uh, provide. A, a pretty meaningful liquidity event through the equity that we invest and the leverage that we would uh, that we would obtain. Uh, Tell me about to, that. What do you mean by the leverage? The, the, the leverage that you obtain. So we would borrow against the business. Uh, the private equity firms we use debt so that we can uh, improve the. The equity, the return on equity. So, in a, you know, a common transaction would probably have somewhere in the neighborhood. If it's a five x deal, we'd be looking at, at two, uh, two to three turns uh, of debt, and then, and then you know, two to three turns of equity, kind of fifty fifty, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, we, we would be we would be borrowing against the business, and the way that and the way that a private equity firm firm generates its return. Well, one, it generates its return because it's not coming up with as much equity. But then also, uh, we're while we use debt, we're pretty focused on sweeping cash flow to pay debt down. And as you pay debt down and grow the business, it really uh, it really puts the equity return kind of on steroids. It's, uh, Geometrically it's, uh, increases that. It does. Yeah. 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 It's a nice. It, it 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 works out very well. And you know, private equity firms. I mean, because we're such a private equity, because it's such a small. Even though there's a, it's about a two trillion dollar industry, uh, in the whole scope of uh, where dollars are allocated from investors, it's not a real big. It's not a real big slice of the pie. It's you know between five and ten percent of the total really? investment dollars that are available, and so it's a little bit riskier from an investor's standpoint. Consequently, private equity firms have have a higher return profile. We really are targeting in excess of twenty percent returns on the equity that we put into a deal. And so to do that, you've got to to, to find. Uh good quality businesses. So again, let's go back to, to me, the, uh, the owner that now is saying, hey, I'd like you to take a look at my business. What are the things that, that, that are critical to you to make it a, a business that, that's going to be attractive for you to invest in? Well, uh, so one of the things that we do very, very quickly or very early into a transaction, just so that we can 
be efficient with with sellers and also efficient with our own kindness. We have a scorecard that we would go through. It's about uh, well, it's not about. It's exactly 13 questions, and <laughs> and uh, those those questions uh, talk about the or inquire about the management team, uh, some continuity on management. Uh, we talk. We try to find out about uh, about growth. We try to find out about business practices, trying to assess whether that business is is best in class or whether they're kind of worst in class. And so <laughs> we're 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 looking for businesses though that we can grow. It, if it's uh, you know buggy whip companies are going to be really tough for us to invest in. But, uh, you know, businesses that have a pretty, that appear to have a, a little bit of a growth profile or an opportunity to, to grow, if we use our relationships and, and the other, you know, private equity uh, resources that we have to grow a business, that is what is going to be appealing to us. Got it. That's, uh, that's very interesting. I think that, that most business owners don't really get how that works and and what's in it for them and 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 what's in it for you. So so let's let's sum that up a little bit, you know, we try and give our listeners uh tips and ideas and precautions uh to look out for. What are some of the pros and cons of of selling my business to a to a private equity buyer? Well, so we talked about some of the pros, you know, the the management continuity. If you've got employees and so forth that you that you want to keep employed, that's that's nice. The business generally uh, remains intact. We don't change the name. Uh, we're we're pretty we're pretty good. I, I actually I'd say we're expert at the acquisition process, so uh, we know how to get through the acquisition. And another pro is that that there's. Uh, your disclosure of the information that you're sharing or that a business owner is sharing is not going out to competitors. Mm-hmm. And so, because, you know, we're not, we're a private equity buyer. We're not, we're not, we're not competing. We're trying to make sure that it fits within our profile of an investment. As opposed to going to one of my main competitors, maybe who's a larger competitor of mine who wants to buy me, but going through the due diligence process, I've got to show them all my dirty laundry and they get to know everything exactly. about me. And even if we have a, a non-disclosure, they still know the information. Exactly. And that's, and so, and so that is one, a private equity buyer may not be the highest buyer. A strategic may actually pay more. Uh, a strategic may pay a premium. The the challenge is is do you, if like you just said if you're a business owner do you really want to go to your competitor and uh, and expose your business now as a private equity firm that's that is a very common I don't want to say it's very common but it is it is it is necessary that over a period of years that the private equity owner will want to sell that business and so. Uh, not so much as, as a, it's not a flip, but it is preparing the business for an eventual second transaction. And so that, that could be considered a con to some business owners. Another con 
is, or another negative is that sometimes the private equity firm has really good intentions about, about strategy and strategic insight, and it just doesn't materialize. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that we're smarter than we really are, and once we get in there, <laughs> we're, we're, we don't add as much as much uh, strategic value as the seller may have thought that we would. And so that is uh, that that is is a risk that that the seller needs to be aware of. Those are uh, those are very fair and honest, Scott. Thank you uh, for sharing those because I, I think that any time that we can help people. Um, Go into to transactions with with open eyes and and education. It's it it ultimately is best for for everybody. Wouldn't you agree? I yeah absolutely. I mean look we're one of the one of the things that we have tried to do in our business. It isn't it isn't so much the the number of deals or the profitability of the deal. It's it's trying to make sure that the the people that we do deals with that we would want to do a deal with them again. And so, you know, maintaining that that character and that uh, that that candor, so that uh, if opportunity came up, that we could do business with that uh, with that business owner again. And yeah. so that is uh, that that's an important important aspect to us when we're looking at transactions. No, that's great, Scott. So we're we've just about reached the uh, end of our time here, but. Hey, who is it that, that would be best to get in touch with you? What what really makes sense for for our you know who among our listeners would be would be the best ones to get in touch with you? Well, you know it's it's probably right there in the sweet spot of of, of clients that you have, uh, families that are looking or potentially considering liquidity events. Uh, we have. We have capital. There's a there's about a trillion dollars of dry powder in the private equity uh, markets wow. right now. Uh, we have dry powder. We are looking for for transactions, but uh, we want to make sure that, that that these these business owners and these families that have these businesses that they are that they have, they've taken a few steps to become somewhat educated. That they have that they're honest with themselves about how difficult a transaction uh, is going to be. It doesn't, you don't just flip the switch. It takes time. It takes six to nine months to get to a deal. And so, you know, we we would want want families and sellers that uh, are, are setting reasonable expectations on the amount of liquidity, on the amount of disclosure that we're going to seek, uh, and on the on just the whole diligence process. So if I if I you know get through the, the hurdles here, I've got I've either got a business that does one to ten million dollars of bottom line, or or I'm an advisor with a client whose business does one to ten millions that want ten to million of bottom line that wants to explore private equity. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you, Scott? Yeah, yeah shoot me an email. Uh, my my email address is scott at spbpartners. Uh, that's uh, just scott at sampaulboypartners.com. Shoot me an email, that's great. Uh, and uh, I can I can turn around a uh, our scorecard, which is again it's 13 questions. Uh, it's pretty easy for us to to be uh, be candid and honest with. Uh, 
with a family or a, a business owner if they if they fit the profile for us. If they don't, there are times when we could refer them. If they're if they're larger or smaller, uh, sometimes we could refer them to another private equity shop, or sometimes we can we can work with them. Uh, on uh, on kind of tuning the business up and getting it ready for private equity. That's great, Scott. That's very very generous of you that uh, to to offer to do that for for those folks. So that's once again that email address is Scott at sbpartners.com and shoot him an email and he'll get you off the, the questionnaire and, and be frank with you and tell you if you're a candidate for private equity. So once again, thanks for coming on the show, Scott. I look forward to having you back in the future and, and diving deeper with uh, um, some of the things that you're doing with private equity. All right. Very good. Thanks, Steve. Uh, hey, have a great weekend. So that was Scott Bullock from SPP uh, Capital Partners. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Please uh, hang on. We're going to have uh, Steve Oceans, who's who's one of the highly published, most highly published, top-rated uh, state and asset protection attorneys in the country. Uh, you're really going to want to hear what he has to talk about. So we're going to take a quick break and then be back with Steve Oceans. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Business Owner Radio Show with Steve Beatty. Please visit ultimatebusinessowner.com to contact Steve for more tips, strategies, and precautions to help you create the business and the life you have always dreamed of. Securities and investment advisory service offered through NFP Securities, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Financial Solutions for Business is a member of Partners Financial and affiliate of NFP Securities, Incorporated. Financial Solutions for Business and NFP Securities are not affiliated.